and welcome to another uh, spectacular edition. I would say spectacular. This is going to be a spectacular episode. It's going to be a very average episode, actually. Thank you of the Goshen News Sports Podcast. It's good. Speak the truth. We don't. We don't really damper have, expectations. This is going to be the worst episode of the Goshen News Sports Podcast of all time. See, Sheila's leaving. She already knows it's going to be bad. Sheila's been in here for 30 seconds, and she's like, this is the worst episode of all time. Uh, your hosts, Austin Hoff, Evan Leepak. Evan, uh, this is where I'm supposed to ask how your bracket is uh, holding up, right? Well, I still have three of four final four it's teams. Important. Get your championship game? Yep. I almost didn't, because <laughs> Arizona, TCU, Ooh. craziest game of... One of the craziest games of what a, this past weekend. What a game! To, it was the best. It felt symbolic almost that it capped the weekend off. You know what I mean? Like we, we the last memory of the first weekend here was an overtime thriller, awesome game. Like that's what you want, right? So that is what you want. It's it's better to go out on that type of mo- note than like the Friday. The last game on Friday night was that Kansas Texas Southern, you know, blowout that was boring. You know, thank God UCLA Akron went long enough, and Murray State San Francisco went overtime. Uh, so, if you're not aware of what we are talking about, I'm guessing you are because you listen to this podcast. But it's because we sleep in May, the the NCAA <laughs> men's basketball tournament and the women's basketball tournament. We'll get to the women in a little bit. Are uh, going on right now. The men's though, uh, what a week! What a weekend! Just basketball everywhere. This is what you love. This is March, right? Sleep in May. Death taxes, Matt Painter. It's been I a mean, crazy week for fe- us. January, February, Izzo, April, right? So, What a week we had. It's what a week up, we full had. Full of ups and downs and twists and turns. Yeah, a lot of, uh, lot of different uh, ranges of emotions, to say the least. Uh, let's talk about the men's teams from Indiana that played in the big dance are still playing in the big dance for one of them uh we will start with the closest geographical team to us notre dame we were there you and i along with our photographer joseph weiser wednesday in dayton uh it went into thursday morning happy saint patrick's day and notre dame uh with an unbelievable victory over Rutgers, 89 87 double overtime paul atkinson the hero so many moments so many just ups and downs in that game. If you're a Notre Dame fan, Ron Harper Jr.'s banking in shots left and right. I mean, it was um, for my money. I think it's. I think that game edges out the Arizona TCU game in terms of just sheer chaos. But I mean, maybe I'm just a little biased because I was there. But like that, that game was unbelievable. First time you and I had ever had ever covered a March Madness game, and uh, wow. Geo Baker. That's all I could say. He was wow. good for Rutgers. Geo Baker, too. Everyone was good in that game, pretty much. So That dude was making crazy shots down the down the stretch, but thankfully he uh, decided on a really terrible shot at the end of regulation yeah. to give uh, Notre Dame a chance that is bad. in those overtimes. But yeah, Paul Atkinson Jr., 26 points, man. Really was the hero. Yeah. I mean, it, there's, there's like four Rutgers guys around him. Somehow he ends up with the ball with the putback, wins the game. And they had, Notre Dame have been struggling to rebound all game, too. So, I think they were out-rebounded by like 13 in that game, 12 or 13, but mm-hmm. got the one that mattered the most at the end. So The Cormac-Ryan revenge tour. That guy was uh, 
He was crazy. Those two wins, at least. Yeah. Especially Nate, in the uh, Alabama game. Alabama game. He really 29 went Twenty-nine points for him in that game. Career high. Yeah, and Nate Lachesky had a big game against uh, uh, Rutgers as well. I feel like so. I feel eight, like eighteen. Feel like, yeah, eighteen points big game. off the bench. You know, solid. coming in. Giving off the bench, eighteen points. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, so Notre Dame, you know, I'm pretty sure everyone saw it. They beat Rutgers, and they went on, flew cross-country to San Diego, beat Alabama in an 11-6 upset. Uh, I thought Alabama was a little overseeded, and I think we both thought that, it, that Notre Dame could win that game for sure. The only thing that would have slowed them down would be the travel, the tired legs, and things like that. Uh, but they overcame that because Cormac Ryan couldn't miss a shot. I mean, seriously, it was, like, unbelievable to watch him play that game, 29, and they beat Alabama 78-64, and then uh, I think they finally did run out of gas. Like, they finally actually did get tired in that Texas Tech game. Uh, they collectively, I felt like, had stretches where it looked like they were exhausted. They just got really lucky that Texas Tech couldn't hit the broadside of a barn for most of that game. And I mean, Notre Dame played good defense. They did. Notre Dame played good defense. Good so did defense. Texas Tech. Obviously, it's only 59-53 final score, but... Um, you could just tell that maybe they were out of gas and, you know, but even then, Notre Dame was up 52-49 with, like, three minutes to go, so... They weren't out of gas, bro. It just came down to mistakes towards the end. I, I think... Couldn't get rebounds. I think collectively, I, I go back to, like, collectively, like, maybe not throughout the entire game, but there were stretches where it looked like they might be tired because of just all the travel and stuff. I don't... I mean, Cormac, Cormac Ryan struggled to shoot after he went lights out. You know, I mean, there was there were some moments where it was like like Paul Atkinson was missing some layups. Like, and granted, they were double teaming and triple teaming him, so like that's fine, you know. But he was still missing a couple, and and then yeah, I mean, at the end of the game, like they put the ball in Blake Wesley's hands, and he unfortunately played like a freshman in that moment, and he had a couple just bad mistakes, couldn't make a layup to save his life. It seemed like the whole week. Um, for me, I think that's an indication that he needs to come back another year at least. I know there's he just he'll, might. I know that he will. Uh, he'll garner interest from the NBA. I don't think he would be a high first round pick at this point. I know there was talk about him being like a lottery pick earlier this year, but I don't think he is that caliber yet. Um, I think he needs to see what Jaden Ivey has done at Purdue and just you know take another year, come back, get stronger physically, get quicker even. And, you know, play more college games, get more games against high-level competition under his belt. Hopefully maybe make the tournament again next year and get those big moments in that, you know, the big stage and and then go, you know, to the draft. So They're going to have to do some work. I don't know how many people are going to come back with, like, COVID years and all that stuff. Obviously, Atkinson Jr. is definitely gone. Right. The only guy that's for sure graduated is Atkinson. Everyone else technically still has a year left. None of them are like NBA prospects, so it's not like Cormac Ryan's going to go leave and get drafted or whatever. So or, some of them can honestly transfer though too. What? Some of them can transfer. Right. This roster is going to be interesting to look at in you know two months. Who's left? Who stayed? You know they have a good incoming freshman class. Um, so and you still have guys on the bench from this past year that you didn't use. I'm sure J.R. Kuzneski will develop. You know, even more as a player uh, for Notre Dame and give you another local guy to cheer for, I guess, you know, South Bend St. Joseph and obviously Wesley went to Riley. So it's going to be interesting what they look like. Uh, and like I said, about two months here with all the change that can happen to this roster. So, 
Mm. But I would say, I, when you look back at the season as a whole, I would say it was a success. Obviously, making the NCAA tournament is generally a success uh, for most teams. But given that there were, this was felt like a make or break year for Mike Bray with all the seniors, and uh, they were able to kind of overcome a slow start and make it to the tournament. And I mean, literally like seconds, minutes away from making it to the Sweet 16. So I. Yeah, I'm sure it's tough in the moment for those guys, but I mean, pretty successful overall, I would say, given especially given where they were at in mid-December when they lost to Boston College by 15, you know. So nobody would have guessed. I mean, they're sitting at like four and five at one point this season. No one's going to be like, oh yeah, that team's going to make a run and potentially <laughs> get this close. You know, here's you can't. It's audio again. Yeah, so you, you can't do, see. You love doing can't the, see my fingers. You love they're, doing the small close. fingers thing. That's two weeks but in a row. very, very close, uh, you know, couple plays away from Sweet 16. Yeah. So I would take that. I guess Bray's going to probably come back for a 23rd season, right? <laughs> I, I think he can't leave at this point. So, so yeah. Um, so, yeah. And then we obviously had other te- one other team from the state in the men's side lose in the tournament so far, an IU. Uh, but they won a game. They won a first four game. They beat Wyoming. Uh, Tuesday night, last Tuesday night in uh, beautiful Dayton, Ohio. So I don't know what happened the next game, but they weren't. Uh, they uh, they ran out of gas. They ran out of gas. They they had played five games in nine days, right? They played three in the Big Ten tournament just to get there. Beat Michigan, beat Illinois, lost to Iowa at the buzzer, and then they had to kind of you know quick turnaround and beat Wyoming, and then they definitely were like just exhausted by. Probably time. second half of that St. Mary's game was the only the only noteworthy thing for IU to come out of that St. Mary's game was the cheerleader saving the basketball off the top of the rim. That was pretty. Our top the announcer, yeah, yes, the cheerleader is the hero <laughs> in Portland. What a moment! What a one shining moment! Like yeah, he was going nuts. Good for him for selling it. I mean, the game was a sixteen point game at that time, so I mean. It didn't jumpstart the Hoosiers. Right. Sadly. It was funny. The color commentator, I think, afterwards was like, let's see if that moment maybe gets the uh, Hoosiers crowd into the players into it. And then they just, no, they just were worse. They were worse after the, the ball was saved. So, hey, it is what it is. I mean, uh, and again, IU's kind of in that weird spot, like with Notre Dame, where like they made the NCAA tournament, probably feels like a success. Um, I think IU fans want more. They want more every year, you know, because they're Indiana. And uh, but I mean, Mike Woodson's first year, they they looked like a lock for the tournament halfway through the season. Lost a lot of games there in a row. Kind of had to rally in the Big Ten tournament to get in. They get in. They win the first four game. But kudos to them. Um, Trace Jackson Davis, his status will obviously be huge if he comes. I don't think he's coming back, but. He's going to be a first-round pick in the draft, so he'll get drafted. Um, Blake Wesley could also pick. get drafted. He would probably get drafted just based on upside alone, but it would also benefit him more to stay yeah. another year. I think. I so. agree. I think it does benefit Wesley more to come back. Uh, Trace Jackson it came back this year. He could have gone last year, but he came back this year, and I, I think he's gone. So that's that is a huge piece to replace, of course. Uh, but you know, hey. Again, first year for Mike Woodson. When they made that hire, it was kind of like, why are they hiring Mike Woodson? Like, I know he's an alum, but, you know, he's mostly an NBA guy, and he's older, and I think we were there. We were in the we were sitting together when that news was broke last year. 
Yep. And uh, we all, as a collective amongst our friends that were watching, we were watching basketball or whatever, and we were like, what? Like, why Mike Woodson? And, um, I mean, he proved it. I mean, they beat Purdue. That's a start. They hadn't beat Purdue in five years. Made the NCAA tournament for the first time since 2016. Um, so it's uh, something to grow on, something to uh, build off of, if, if you will. Yes. So they, I think they're going to be okay. I think they're going to be okay with Woodson. So, and then the other team in this state that is still playing, Purdue, is uh, they're pretty good. I'm going to go on the record and say that. Just want a hot take. Uh, Jaden Ivey, we mentioned him earlier, but he is. I think he's a bona fide star, man. Bona fide. Bona. So. Bad. He hit those shots late against Texas, man. That were just daggers. So Texas was trying, man. That three when they were seventy-four to seventy-one down the stretch there, big shot, like right to the heart mm-hmm. of uh, the Longhorns. Mm-hmm. Lead goes back to six, and that was basically it. It was definitely the dagger at that point because <clears throat> it was under two minutes, I believe, as well. So no chance. I mean, no against a good team like Purdue, no chance of coming back after that. So I agree. So, Purdue is uh, now they good. play some of not good. They play the the sweethearts, the Cinderella of the NCAA tournament this mm-hmm. year, the St. Peter's Peacocks. There's, there's been a lot of talk about Purdue uh, struggling, like when they get to this part, right? They have had some great teams, but they haven't made the Final Four in 42 years, and um, it feels like you know, as of now, that the the NCAA tournament gods have like blessed, blessed them. them, Jinx. Um, blessed, blessed because the inside track to the Final Four is they, pretty solid. They are the highest seed left in their uh, region, and with both Baylor number one seed Baylor losing to North Carolina, number two seed uh, Kentucky losing to St. Peter's, and then St. Peter's the 15 beating number seven Murray State, who is a pretty good team all year too. So, mm. excuse me. What the heck? <laughs> Slightly yawned. Um, what the So, heck? yeah, let's talk about the Peter St. Peter's Peacock. Let's talk about the Peters. Let's talk about the Peters. <laughs> the Peters. So. Uh, Kentucky Wildcats, man. How about that? Yeah, everyone who had Kentucky and Iowa, their final four, they were done in five hours. So I feel for Dick Vitale. His final four got wrecked Dick Vitale picked in Kentucky the first to, round. Kentucky to win. <laughs> because uh, he took Iowa, too. <laughs> yikes. Took Iowa. And, yeah, I mean, I the Big Ten, they always kind of struggle at this point, man. They, they, historically, like, Purdue's got, you know, Michigan's, Michigan made it. They're playing um, Villanova. In the Sweet 16, so I, I think Villanova is going to win. I hope Villanova is going to wow, win. Wow, State bracket. lost round 32. Illinois lost to Houston. Illinois was a joke. They probably should have lost the first round. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they should have lost to Chattanooga. Wisconsin loses round 32. In a, in a basically a home game in Milwaukee to Iowa State. I had them in my Final Four. That was a big mistake, obviously. That's what you get for putting the Big Ten in the Final Four, man. They don't big make it to the Final mistake. Four. I mean, Purdue has the best the best route, obviously, right now. Because they got to play, they get to play a 15 seed in their first game, mm-hmm. and then North Carolina or UCLA awaits. That's a blue blood matchup right there. North Carolina, UCLA, like that's the one that pops the ratings. Both their the colors most. are blue, yes. Right, and they're both. <laughs> well, that's the thing. They're blue bloods. It's, same thing with Kentucky. Same bloods. thing with Kentucky and Duke, bro. They wear blue, and they're blue bloods. So, 
It's amazing. So, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, St. Peter's, dude. I mean, this is the second year in a row we've had a uh, 15 seed advance to the Sweet 16. Gonzaga is still alive, but Memphis really gave him a run, too. That was a leading candidate, I think, for game of the tournament. That's going to be in the conversation for game of the tournament. That game was awesome on Saturday night. Back and forth. Uh, Memphis would, just didn't give up. They really good. Shout out Drew Timmy just for taking over. Like That was that was impressive to watch. So. I love Houston to beat Arizona, even though, even though I took Arizona in my national championship to make it there, losing to Gonzaga, who are also still alive. But I really don't think – I mean, after watching him, getting a vibe, it's uh, it's hard to say, yeah, it's going to be Gonzaga and Arizona and the Natty. Houston plays good defense. So, yeah. I mean, a lot of teams – a lot of the higher seats did struggle. I mean, Villanova was in a battle with Ohio State for most of the game, you know, and Ohio State almost came back and won that game. Like, none of the teams have looked overly impressive. Like, in both games they've played, Purdue is probably the most impressive team so far of the of the group i mean north carolina's been pretty north impressive. carolina too but they blew that lead against baylor i mean they 25 points all of a sudden almost uh, lost. Manic, manic gets uh, ejected for you know i don't know if he should have been but the rule is what it is hitting the guy in the face and then all of a sudden baylor comes all the way back to you know almost win the game i mean uscla struggled against akron right i mean st peter's might be the most impressive team they they led wire to wire against Murray State, and they pretty much did that against Kentucky too. I mean, shut down Kentucky like completely, and so I mean, there's you know a lot of great teams, a lot of you know teams I should say that have had some performances that have been iffy. I mean, Miami might be the most impressive of the group at this rate. The I mean, Canes they, they handled Auburn, and they pretty much handled USC. So it was a two point game. Yeah, <laughs> They handled it. They were winning by – they handled them in the first half, but then USC hung with them in second. Yeah. So, I mean, there's there's, obviously it's March. You know, March Madness is crazy. March. March. And uh, so we got some good games this weekend. Should be some fun basketball action. The Friars. Everyone was like, wow, they're overrated, but they made it to the Sweet 16. They'll probably lose to Kansas, but – I mean, it's I, fine. that's not going to stop me from cheering for Providence, you know. Taking St. Peter's to win it all. If Why you, not? If you bet like five grand, you get $100,000 in return. There's still that big of odds to win? Yes. How about that? And it might even be less than that. It might be actually like 500 <laughs> to 100000 mm-hmm. for them to win the whole thing. We'll see. They're not going to. They probably won't. But it's really hard for these. There's, uh, there's just no way. But really hard for the once you get like a couple days off, right? Yeah. And the bigger teams get time to not overlook you anymore. Like, and especially Purdue is like literally huge with Zach Eady and Travion Williams. And yeah, no offense to um, Doug Doug Eddard. Is that the guy from St. Peter's, the white guy with the mustache? Yeah. No offense to him. He's about six inches smaller than Jaden Ivey. Like, Ivey's going to run all over him. Like, You'll find out. So, I just think Purdue's... I think Doug's going to listen to this. Mm, I'm pretty sure they are listening to everything that's been talked about. One of about. the two people that listened to this episode. Thank he you. will be that. He will be. They're going to use it as motivation. <laughs> Flip this part, Doug, and use it as motivation. So. There you go. Uh, let's talk about the NCAA Women's Tournament, too. we got to give a shout-out to the ladies. Um 
they are killing it. That's all I can say. The, the, honestly, the women's games this past couple days that I've watched, quality basketball, man, high quality basketball. Princeton, IU came down to the wire. Notre Dame wasn't close against OU. It was just awesome to watch them play like that. 108 points, man. The Creighton, <laughs> Iowa finish was fantastic, actually. Um, I was on Sunday, and it was right when Villanova was still up big on Ohio State, so you could kind of watch it. It was great. Um, UCF, UConn was an awesome finish last night. Uh, there was just a, a lot of good, game. lot of good uh, women's college basketball games, man. Like, and I think it's going to continue this week. I mean, shout out Creighton pulling an upset. South Dakota beat Baylor. Like, what? This is. I mean, look, I, I've never been a huge fan of the NCAA women's tournament. It's wow, just, why, bro? Wow, because it's just not my cup of tea, bro. But I'll tell yeah. you what. Okay. Tell you what, I'm going to buy a cup of this tea right now, man. It's been good basketball. I'm going to probably watch Saturday. Notre Dame's playing NC State. IU's playing UConn over in Bridgeport, Connecticut. Like, both of them in the same regional back-to-back Saturday morning. I mean, I might have to turn them on. I might have to turn it on. You just might, brother. But I will not be one of those people turning it on. on well, man. maybe I will. You know, if it's uh, Notre Dame, NC State... If I'm not busy, what is it? Was it March 26th? What day is that? Saturday. Saturday. I mean, I know we have some we have some Notre Dame yeah. football. We will not be watching spring practice it. obligations and some some stuff we will be covering also on Saturday from like softball and things like that. But I might pull it up on my iPad. I might bring out the hotspot, watch a little basketball, get home and watch the end of the game of IU UConn. I mean, you know what I mean? Like it's been good. It actually has been very good quality basketball and. Um, yeah, I mean, Notre Dame, 108-64 over Oklahoma yesterday. I mean, just obliterated them. Wasn't even close. Um, Are Tara, you trying to get that Indiana? Uh, Notre Dame, Elite Eight? Notre Dame, uh, Elite Eight. Notre Dame, Indiana, you know, Elite Eight maybe? would be amazing, wouldn't it? I don't so, think it's going to happen. Too bad it's in Bridgeport, man. If it was like, you know, in Indianapolis, whew, crowd would be amazing for that one. But Crossroads Classic in the NCAA tournament. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, it's, it's been very good. Uh, Dara Mayberry last night, she couldn't miss for Notre Dame, 29 points. Olivia Miles had a triple-double in the first game against UMass. Um, Flirted with another one as well. Yeah, she almost had another, mm-hmm. another one last night. Um, IU women, like I said, played a close game against Princeton. Good, shout out the uh, Ivy League. Uh, Princeton stepping up, almost beat IU as an 11 seed. Uh, IU were a 3 seed, Notre Dame a 5. Kentucky, man. Both – Women's and men's first I know. round. First round else. Tough. tough, tough scene. You hate to see it. Uh, yeah. So yeah, it's been good quality basketball, and that that Bridgeport region is going to be pretty electric, and you know, so it's it's it'll be fun. It will be fun to uh, to see how Notre Dame handles. They're playing North Carolina State. They beat them earlier this year by three on February first in South Bend. Uh, so you got to think NC State's going to be seeking revenge there. UConn is finally back to 100%. They probably shouldn't be a two seed, but they struggled, air quotes, struggled for their standards this year. They're still 27-5 and five right now. Like, mm-hmm. it's pretty good. Uh, Paige, Paige uh, Bukers, Buckers is back. I don't I always forget how to say her name. They just call her Paige Buckets. So, she scores a lot. So, Paige Buckets. Um, <laughs> I always forget how to pronounce her last name, so I apologize, Paige, for, you know. But UConn's a two seed. And they're playing in Bridgeport, so it's basically a home game for UConn. Um, 
Yeah, it's it's that those those two games on Saturday are going to be must watch. I feel like they're going to be pretty good. It's Beckers. It's Beckers. It is Beckers. He said Buchers. Buchers. Beckers. Paige Beckers. So, yeah, it should be great. So, anything else you want to add about March Madness, either the men's or the women's? She's rocking the uh, OVO Drake in this photo that popped up of her, Paige Beckers. Anyway. Any more observations? Yeah, Any more thoughts? Any, yeah, share, feel free to open up your mind and share your thoughts. Oh, my mind is pretty, uh, it's running at like 2% right now. Uh, Miami, Final Four. Surprise pick. Men's basketball? Yes. They play Iowa State, right? First, and then they get the Kansas uh, Providence winner? Yeah, give me, give me Purdue, Miami, and Houston and Gonzaga, the Final Four. Gonzaga, Purdue, Houston, and Miami, Final Four matchups. Write, write it down. Down in the Big Easy. I am going to write it down. Gonzaga, Purdue, Houston, Miami. I wrote it down. Visual podcast, right? Visual medium. You can tell. I actually wrote Miami. I actually wrote an A at the end instead of an I. DMIA, Mr. 305. <laughs> <laughs> How do you do the, the pit bull? Uh, you know? I, don't, I don't want to try to do it. It's, <laughs> it's not my cup of tea. Hey, stop taking my lines, bro. I'll let Pitbull do that. Cup of tea? I'll let Pitbull. It's not my cup of that. fireball. Your Pitbull. <laughs> fireball. That was a joke. That was a joke. Don't sing it. Okay. Uh, NFL, big NFL news for the state of Indiana. Matt Ryan is a Colt. And as I yes. put in my notes, he was traded for a third round pick. And as I put in our podcast rundown, what does it mean? What does it mean? It means that the Colts have their sixth uh, starting quarterback in six years. Uh, thank you, Andrew Luck, for retiring and ruining that uh, whole thing for us. So they just we, continue to put like band aids on that position. <laughs> the thing. Yeah. yeah, Andrew well, Luck, see Andrew Luck curse, bro. I think they thought. That Andrew or that Carson Wentz could maybe be the long-term answer, but then they watched the game against Jacksonville at the end of the season, and we were probably like, "Yeah, no, no," and yeah, yeah. again, they keep on putting band-aids on this. I mean, obviously, Matt Ryan isn't the long-term answer. This man, like I was watching him play last year, and I'm like, man, you know, I wouldn't be to him just retiring after this year because he's really not playing that great. I mean, the pieces around him, I think, play a factor, of course. But Who the Colts have? I mean, he's got he's going to have a great running back. Right. He'll have Jonathan and a good defense, which helps the cause a little yeah. bit, too. You can, He doesn't have to be MVP Matt Ryan anymore. He just has to be pretty good Matt Ryan. And, yeah. you know, what? the only thing that hurts them is that the AFC is just, you know, beyond loaded right now with especially a quarterback so you know so that that's going to be a big deal is like within their division they might have the best quarterback at this point because the Titans have Tannehill the Jaguars Trevor Lawrence who knows Houston just traded Deshaun Watson and they played Davis Mills all last year so I think Matt Ryan is the best quarterback in the AFC South of those four not really a hot take I feel like hot take yeah, no. Trevor Lawrence could become that, but Trevor Lawrence also struggled for most of last year. Granted, he had the worst coach in NFL history as his coach, but compare 
the AFC uh, Souths quarterbacks to the AFC Wests. <laughs> yeah. Derek Carr is the worst quarterback in the AFC West, and he'd be the best quarterback in the AFC South right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, crazy. the AFC West right now is just loaded. Herbert, Wilson, Mahomes, my God. The whole AFC is loaded. I think we're talking about that a lot, which means the NFC team is going to win the Super Bowl. Like, all this talk about the AFC, like Burrow, Lamar- Marcus Mariota for yeah. the Falcons. Marcus Mariota. I'm dead. Mariotto, as according to Roger Goodell. I'm dead, bro. But, like... The NFC, you know, it feels like it's Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady, and that's it. Like, you know, Packers, Bucks, yeah, Rams. Sean Watson decided to go to the AFC as well. Rams too. Stafford defending. Jet Stafford. What? You got Stafford. You got Brady. You got Rodgers. There's another name in there that's good. Off, I can't think of off the top of my head. That's pretty much elite. Uh, yeah, I can't think of it off the top of my head. It's not Kirk Cousins. He's Kirk, out. Justin he's a, Fields. He's an okay Jared player. Jared Goff. Oof. And at the NFC East, it, oh, Dak Prescott. That's what I was, That's the name. Yeah. Yep, Jalen Hurts, Daniel Jones, and Carson Wentz in the NFC East. Yikes. Uh, <laughs> the Commanders. The NFC South is Tom Brady and three other dudes. Sam Darnold. Jameis Winston. Ma- Marcus back. Mariota and Jameis Winston. Um, James Winston, that's going to be so easy to win the division. Yeah, if the Buccaneers don't win the NFC South, something catastrophic happened here. Like, Even though their schedule is very difficult. The so. NFC West, too. I mean, Seattle has technically Drew Locke at this point, which is not great. Yeah, speaking as a Missouri alum. Baker Mayfield? Ba- maybe Baker Mayfield goes in there. Um, Jimmy G. Jimmy Garoppolo. Still at San Fran. Matt Stafford and Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray, like if he gets his – Stuff figured out, you know. So, I don't know. It's it's pretty it's pretty bleak in the NFC compared to the AFC, where you got like ten to fifteen, not fifteen, but ten elite quarterbacks probably. Mm-hmm. Out of sixteen, like holy cow, like three of them are going to be sitting on the couch in January. So. Got a bunch of like super teams in the AFC West. I mean, like combos, like. Like wide receiver, running back combos. Right. And just when you think the Raiders were out of it, like, boom, Devontae they traded over Devontae Adams. Also, I saw a commercial for uh, for Marriott Bonvoy, like hotels, and it was Devontae Adams, like, running in his Packers uniform. So they're going to have to update that commercial. I saw it yesterday. I Yikes. was like, well, this commercial needs to be updated or just taken off the air, you know? I'm sure they hated that. Mm, yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting. Interesting. Yes. I think Matt Ryan is a nice fit with the Colts. They got a good team around him. They traditionally are a good organization. Um, as long as he doesn't like really regress, they're gonna I think they're gonna be we'll division see, man. favorites. We'll see. AFC South division favorites. Colts. Very good. Cool. Um, anything else from the big old sports world? local sports world that you need to get to we wanted to talk about I mean we had our all area boys basketball teams come out this week I guess I mean I, I don't guess I know we had them come you can out. check the goshenews.com slash sports for those stories yes look at you plugging the plugging the website how about that Derek Heinen Derek, coach of the year coach of the year Austin, Austin Kripe player of the year from West Noble I think they were two worthy selections Derek Heinen plus 13 from two win Fairfield to fifteen win Fairfield, and you know, 
as far as coming close to beating good teams like Central Noble, Eastside. I mean, they're this close. You know, here we go with the finger thing again mm-hmm. to uh, get into the sectional final. Eastside played them really close. It was an overtime game, Double correct? Overtime. Double overtime game, correct? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it was impressive, I gotta say. You know, very impressive, especially, you know, he's, he's our age. Young guy. Young yeah. guy. So, yeah, he turned 28 like a couple of weeks ago. For him to do that, it's good. It's impressive. His first year. He really turned around the culture like, you know, the snap of the finger. And uh, Austin Cripe, 23 points per game, you know. One of the best players in the area. Probably the most important player on his particular team this season. Willed his team to 14 wins in a lot of ways, which we, you know, came across that was their most wins. That's 2014. In almost a decade. Yeah, 2013-14 season. Yep. So, and they have a lot of talent coming back, and I'm sure the way he talked about his preparation going into his senior year that he's going to be just as good, if not better. Yeah. So it will be that matchup for a third straight year. It's going to be very fascinating. Hopefully, they get to watch West Noble and Northwood in that sectional next year because that could be a really fun. We missed it. We didn't get it this year. Tippecanoe Valley ruined that for us. But um, I hope that West Noble and Northwood can meet in the postseason next year in boys basketball because that's going to be really, really fun. With it'll be the sectional opener. It probably will be. It'll be a Tuesday at 7 p.m. game. There'll be like a combined, you know, 45 and 13 on the season, and that'll be the sectional opener. So just wait. Just wait for it. So. What is this? Insane. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's the way it goes, right? Sometimes. I mean, we already spoke it into existence. 49 other states. So, uh, yeah. So I don't really got anything else to hit on. So if you're good, I think we can wrap up this episode of the podcast. I mean, it was it was you know pretty solid for uh, no local stuff. I would say. Yeah, thank God for March Madness, huh? Yes. Baseball starts in two weeks. MLB. That's exciting. Cubs have a home opener against Milwaukee. April seventeenth. Eighteenth. Nineteenth and twentieth, I think. It's yes. The three days. Yeah. Raising Cubs. Watch out. At the uh, the federal landmark. So. AKA, Wrigley Field. Yes. <laughs> Wrigley. And that will that will be this edition of the Ghost News Sports Podcast. Thank you for everyone for tuning in. We'll be back next week. We'll do a lot more spring sports preview talk next week. Yep. Once we have our spring sports preview info collected mm-hmm. and uh, can comprehend what's going on, a lot of things. That's that's the thing. I, we didn't want to talk a lot about spring sports this week. Uh, because we just don't, uh, you know, I'm not feeling ready for it yet. I was like, I need another week. I'm <laughs> not a, feeling ready. <laughs> yep. I mean, I played my first round of golf of the year yesterday. We don't have to talk about it was that. It was a nice day. It was a nice day. I never just by I, yourself? Was it nine holes or 18? I played a full 18 by myself at McCormick Creek. Um, How much did that cost? Uh, 25. Not That's bad. They still have their spring rates in. So, so losing any balls that you had to give yourself a mulligan? Uh, I threw one in the water out of frustration, if that counts. Um, Why would you do that? I don't know if you've ever played golf before. It's, a very, it's supposed to be a fun oh, game. Oh, no, 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 no. Game <laughs> of golf. Let's just say I had a really uh, tough uh, like 12th hole or whatever it was, and I just was like, you know what? This golf ball, we don't need you anymore. Threw it in the water. So It's okay. A scuba diver will go get it later. I'm sure they will. No. At some point. <laughs> uh, yeah, golf is not relaxing. If you 
like are trying to like I'm not saying like I'm trying to be good at it because I'm not good at it. Maybe but, you should have just hit the putting greens, you know, just uh, just do some putting. I'm just gonna I'm gonna blame my poor performance on the uh, driving range not being open, so I had to go into it cold. You know, I hadn't smoked a golf club in like eight months, so I went really cold into it, and uh, yeah, it was uh, it was bad. Score was triple digits, which I've never broken a hundred, so by default it was gonna be over a hundred. So. We'll just leave it at that. It was, you said over, it was, it was over 100. You can guess what number it is. Was it 200? No. That would be really... That's almost impossible to do. If you shoot a 10 on each hole, that's 180. Like, you got to really, really... Oh, yeah. It is pretty much impossible to do. You wow. got to really, really, really struggle to, like, get a 200. So... You have to join me to play golf sometime. No, I have, I have no interest. Yeah. Let's play like a, we'll play, like, a par 3 course. There's par more. It's a par 3 course. No, I'm not playing that. I'm not. I will. I will go mini golfing, or if you want to try the driving range, give it a couple swings. But I'm not playing actual golf. Top, no way. Want to go down to Top Golf in Indy? I've been to Top Golf a few times. Never been to a Top Golf actually. It's a good time. Yeah, sort of. Anyway, get, get bored. It's kind of like bowling. You just, just get sick of it after a while. <laughs> it's just not that. I don't know. Maybe I'm just a fun killer. I, I, I don't enjoy things. Party, yeah. party pooper? Yeah, you don't enjoy I anything. actually hate everything. Yeah. Well, and on that note, we'll end the podcast there. So thank you for everyone. It's supposed to end like five minutes ago. Yeah, but I know. But then I got to talking. talking about golf. I mean, the Masters? No. Soon? We'll Stop. Augusta? End it. It's over. It's, it's over. over. Go home. You're still here? Wow. Was that Ferris Bueller? Ferris Bueller? Yeah. Okay. This was another episode of the Goshen News Sports Podcast. This is Evan Leepak, and, uh, you know, that was uh, Austin Huff. So uh, tune in next week for another fantastic edition.